Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, Welcome. Mark. Hello, Josh. Thanks everyone for downloading the latest episode of the In For A Penny podcast. We may sound a little bit different and that's because we are following the government social distancing guidance and I'm not in the same room, which, I, which actually is probably my dream, if I'm honest. I finally get oh, to... <laughs> Not just you personally, but I get, I don't have to sit. I'm not really a people person. For, for, that's not true. I love. No, people. it is true. You are not a people person. <laughs> but we are following the very important guidance in terms of combating the coronavirus pandemic. So we're trying to record this podcast on Zoom. So the yeah. audio may sound a bit different than usual, and it does feel. So quite where weird. are you at the moment? I, well, I'm sitting clothed in my study where we usually record our podcast where where are, you? where are you i'm sitting i didn't realize we need to specify that we're clothed but i am also clothed <laughs> sitting in my uh in my playroom tv room and it's quite weird actually because i'm used to looking at your face and being able to judge from your expression whether what i'm saying is appropriate funny rude and now i have no filter Oh, there you are. Okay. Now you've put, you've put your webcam I've put the on. video on for you. Where's yours? <laughs> I don't want you to see my face. It's been, I've been homeschooling for a week now. I'm very stressed. <laughs> are you a week interested? Tell me about homeschooling. It's um, challenging because obviously, I think when we first, we pulled our children out of school on Tuesday when the government first said people with certain conditions are at more risk, which includes my wife who has MS. So we thought there's no point yeah. in being at school where they could potentially pick it up and then pass it on to her. Yeah, sensible. So from last Tuesday, we, which would have been around the 16th or 17th of March, depending on when you're listening to this, we took them out and we decided we're going to homeschool. So we were very excited about it on Tuesday morning. We set up a timetable. We had school rules and... They enjoyed it. School for a, rules. There were school rules. The Shoffman School has very important rules, but rule number one is have fun. Okay. And uh, there were times when they were enjoying it. There were times when they said they were bored and implied they'd rather be at school, which I found a bit offensive. I think um, they'd rather be with their mates and their mum and dad. Yeah. And I, I think the trouble is it's very hard to replicate the school experience at home because we're not qualified teachers. We also have our own jobs we need to do now from home as well. Well, I think the guidance that the schools are giving is don't try and replicate the school uh, environment. Um, I'm, well, I'm talking about for our kids who are yeah, at a young age, sort of uh, seven and, and under. Yes. Because you can't really. You've just got to make sure they are happy, they're safe. They're, they don't, I mean, what are they going to miss from a few weeks of school? It's not I, like they're doing their GCSEs and A-levels. Those are the kids I feel a bit more sorry for. True. Although they're getting their, they're just going to be given their grades without having to do exams. 
some of them are getting. I know that's a bit of a result, isn't it? Yeah. If, what, if you get given good grades, if you, yeah, exactly. Sometimes I think teachers can marsh, marsh, mark more harshly. They can marsh. Harshly. I mean, they, they can, can just marsh as much as they want. <laughs> they can mark more harshly in um, in the mocks. <coughs> Sorry about that cough. I don't have the virus. No problem. My worry is if it does go. It's a joke, I think. Yeah, I'll tell you about that. My worry is if it does go on for months, that uh, I don't know. Well, I guess everyone's in the same boat, but I worry about our youngest kind of reading, learning to write. I feel like we're at the key stage to sort that out. But people tell me kids are resilient or Brazilian. I don't know if I'm mishearing them. <laughs> Not sure. I think I think they'll be all right. Don't stress about it. Yeah. I would, don't worry about sticking to a timetable. Just make sure they are not driving you mad and uh, doing a little bit of stuff. But I wouldn't drive yourself mad. I know, but how do you keep them entertained between? Well, do you know what my secret is? What's your secret? Because our homeschooling only starts tomorrow. Yeah. We uh, waited till they shut the school this week. Hmm. I My secret is I'm going to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so you're... I will be in the office. Yeah. And my wife will be homeschooling our four children. Wow. Do you not feel... I mean, she's not going to be homeschooling. Too, yeah. A little too, as you know, a nursery anyway. So yeah. They just get to play. Um, and the bigger two... The school has sent home these enormous packs of work. Which yeah. my eldest is wanting to start on the weekend. He loves all that stuff. Oh wow! We told him to wait. Now you got to wait until Monday before yeah. you start. He'll finish it on the first day. Calling <laughs> the school for his, his other stuff. Um, but I said to Mrs. G, "Do you want me to work at home?" I think she wants me out of the way. She doesn't want to have to look after five kids. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah. To make matters worse, our au pair yesterday decided to go back to Spain to be with her family. Oh wow! So that's great timing. Yeah. And so just so you don't think I am a complete, um, whatever the word is, I don't want to be rude. I have offered to help and stay at home and we'll see how many days my wife takes until she accepts that offer. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting week or so. And if you think only two weeks ago or less than that, there was the Chancellor's budget and he unveiled a £30 billion package to help small businesses. And it's now a big, package. a big package. And now just days later, there's been a three hundred billion pound package. That's that's packages worth three hundred billion pounds. It's all gone I a bit crazy. Um, yeah, I think they're a good uh, moves by the uh, by uh, what's it, Rishi? Rishi, a, yeah, as we affectionately call him. A lot of businesses are going to suffer. People yeah, are, people are going to lose their jobs. Businesses are going to go bust it's going to be wide ranging implications for the whole economy. Mm. So I think they're doing what they're doing sensible things, what they can. So they're giving companies money to pay employers, employee salary, which is a good thing. Yeah. They are um, offering loans and grants to businesses to help keep them going. I think that's uh, sensible stuff. So obviously it's been a, another volatile week or so for stock markets and yeah. uh so you had to ring me as you're my financial advisor to talk about yeah. my portfolio being down because yeah. there's this is there this rule that if your funds are down by more than 10 percent, if the value's down you need to be you need to have a chat is that a thing no it's not actually there hey. are, you're sort of right there are rules um that if a certain type of portfolio i think it's discretionary managed ones are dropped by more than 10 percent then they have to send you a notification of yeah. that. 
so but that wasn't the reason why i called are you just thinking you're being nice yeah i've been trying to call as many of my clients as i can so if you're listening to this and haven't had a call yet you will get one just to make sure people are okay and, and to reassure people because it's a uh, for a lot of people it's going to be a very stressful time so it, there is no requirement regulator or otherwise for for me to call people but it's the right thing to do how have clients responded when you've called them um fine interestingly and i've noticed um so in 2008 when the credit crunch was around i was i was an accountant at that point so i wasn't doing this so this is my first big um what do you want to call it temporary decline coming up to recession whatever we want to term it all the older clients so the elder clients have been absolutely fine with it they understand it they've been through it all before it's the younger ones that need a bit more reassurance and aren't so sure where everything's heading i mm. found that quite interesting so what do you it makes say sense, to but i didn't to who to the younger ones most people are, uh, understand things so if, if we talk about our conversation we've spoken about that we had a lot that you've got a long-term financial plan yeah that we've had we may have had 30 days of bad news but we've got a 30 plus year plan for you mm. so it, you don't need to stress about it and i think you you said to me that your things will come back round, investments go down they go up so most people get it most people get it I guess it's just a timing thing, Rosie, because if I was about to retire or I did want to access that money for, I don't know, a holiday or a family event, like a wedding, not that my seven or five-year-old can get married yet, um, I'd be worried. Well, hopefully, if you've got a proper plan, then you're prepared for things like that. So you would have put the money aside. You wouldn't have left it till the day before the wedding. (laughs) <laughs> to access it so normally normally when you when you're planning you, you have all these events built into the plan to make sure there is money available for them yeah i think the biggest one is if you were just about to retire and you hadn't yet changed anything but at the same time let's say you're 60 well you might have a 30 or 40 year retirement so you can't you can't focus on the last few weeks it it could be i don't think it will be but just because just to show you the unpredictability of the markets it could be that in two weeks the markets are up 10% from where they were a couple of months ago. I don't think that's going to happen, Yeah, but you just don't know. So we're focusing on a very short time frame. We're focusing on a few weeks or a couple of months in for what most people might be a 50, 60 year plan. Hmm. Now, I don't know if I've told you this before. I think I have, but I also have another passive portfolio with a um, yep. online robo work. So I've been cheating on you with another fund manager with a robot. Yeah, we... That's fine. Um, so that's a p- passive fund. It's a portfolio of exchange traded funds, which just track the market. And that's down about 20, 25%, which I think is obviously quite a drastic drop. Uh, whereas your funds, the funds you, um, the ultra practice and open work manage for me. I think most are active. Well, let, let's not, let's, let's just be clear. We don't manage those you don't, funds. You're either. right. Fund managers that you've chosen are active fund manage- they are active fund managers. Do you think now is the time when active funds are going to show their strength and their skills? Um, I don't know is the answer. So there's always a big debate about active versus passive funds. The main argument for um, active funds 
they say is that they can uh, passive funds can never outperform the market whereas active funds can so have you compared the two not yet but maybe it, i should because perhaps it's even if yeah, the, that would have been a more interesting point mark if you would have been two numbers, you're right i you? should have prepared maybe <laughs> yeah. i'll do that or ask me yeah <laughs> could have had you know, the information for you next time or maybe off off um offline but it would be because i guess stuff's going to be down but maybe the active stuff won't be down as much as the i mean it could be down but it could be down by more who knows knows? but what 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 i always say to people and to you and to everyone is whatever type of fund you're in that and however it's doing in the short term is irrelevant it's how it fits into that long-term plan Mm. so the fact that that is down 25 percent for you whilst that's a bit of a uh disappointing thing to see you know when your investor is going to be volatility yeah you don't normally log in on such a regular basis and see how it's doing it's only because there's been so much in the press about it that you potentially are checking so do you think that's something that because obviously obviously there's been this panic buying in the supermarkets and now shops are trying to limit the amount you can purchase do you think um platforms should be limiting the amount of times or advisors should be limiting how much how many times people check their portfolios to stop panic to stop panicking like panic selling no i don't think so um well two two parts to that so most people that i spoke to over the last few weeks have said we haven't even logged in we're not even checking which is fantastic because we've have that relationship with clients where they understand that this is a long-term investment. This is a long-term financial plan. They're not bothered. They know things are going to be down, but they don't care because when we discuss things, we always look at the bigger picture. So that's great. Should people um, be, but we shouldn't have to limit people logging. If they want to log in, they can. But the bit about stopping people panic selling, that's hundred percent right. You don't want anyone selling out now trying to time the market is impossible. So you could sell everything today, the market doubles tomorrow, and, and then you buy back in. Well, that's the complete opposite of what you should be doing. Mm. How frustrating is it that this coronavirus and the volatility in the markets has come at the same time as ISIS season? From from my point of view? Well, yeah, or for an investor. That, yeah, I mean, for I think, you... I think it's uh, perfect. This is... It's a perfect time. Warren Buffett famously said, be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. Well, right now, everyone's fearful. The markets are down 25% to what they were a month or two ago. It's a good time to get in. But how easy is on sale? How easy is it to convince a client to do that if they're worried about their income over the next few months and jobs and businesses and all that sort of stuff? It's not necessarily my job to convince people to do something that they might not want to do. It's my job to tell them what they should be doing and what they need to be doing, not what they want to hear. And um, if people don't have the money, if people are worried about their income, then they shouldn't invest because normally the, the guidance is you shouldn't be investing for less than five years. So if someone thinks they're going to need the money in three months to pay the bills, they definitely don't invest. But if you're putting money away for long term, then yes, probably a good time to do it. It doesn't mean it might not drop again, but hopefully long term, it's all going to come back around. Okay. And so you mentioned some of the business support that the government have announced. Uh, also, there has been, 
there have been measures for mortgage borrowers in the form of payment holidays. And there was the base rate cut as well from Bank of England, which many thought would help boost the market and make consumers more positive. How have, have you found that among kind of mortgage lenders? Has that translated into rate cuts? I did ask, so there's been two um, rate cuts probably since we last recorded. It yeah. was the first one which went from 0.75% to 0.25%. And yeah. the second one that went from 0.25% to 0.1%. Yeah, I was, yeah the, crazy. Yeah, so after the first rate cut, I didn't really notice anything from uh, lenders. They didn't really send us any new rates saying they put them down. And obviously they have to notify us when they change rates. Yeah. Um, we had put a few clients onto tracker rates just before that so they're all very pleased with uh, oh, I'm sure well things. done yeah um that doesn't mean it's not going to go back up and they're gonna to have to pay more in the long run but in the short term they're happy but on friday we did start to see emails coming in from lenders saying um they've reduced their rates so it's starting to filter through and some were a bit naughty weren't they like nationwide removed its tracker range yeah i wouldn't say naughty um but if you think they have to make a certain amount of money to make lending profitable so if the rate is so low that they can't make it profitable then you they shouldn't be doing it we don't want them getting bust as well true but if and you they, were... remember, they didn't re- they didn't remove it for people that are existing borrowers it's for people that hadn't yet applied yeah so if you had an application in progress i think you're still okay okay that's good so how are you finding um, working from home, doing your normal job and trying to um, look after your family? Very challenging. Have you changed anything? Have I changed anything? Well, yeah, I just don't do any work anymore. Um, <laughs> as a, so from a personal point of view, as a freelance journalist. As a freelance journalist, a key aspect of going freelance was the flexibility for me and the freedom to be able to work from home whenever and wherever and now I can't even leave the house <laughs> and there's all these people here where I used to work which um it's I think, you, I think you, you can leave the house the whole point I think of social distancing is not to be near other people so there's nothing yeah. to stop you leaving no, the house and going to sit on a park bench and doing your your work yeah it's just very hard to get wi-fi on a park bench yeah um but now my wife is working here i'm trying to work here and we're trying to school the kids so there's a lot of demands on our wi-fi and a lot of demands from children as well so yeah it makes it a lot more challenging um, mrs gersler's firm have Mm. been very good so she emailed them when they announced the schools were closing yeah said how are you going to support people that need to stay at home and they said um do what you can we appreciate it's going to be difficult do what you yeah. can and we'll keep an eye on things yeah i think that's essentially what we've been told so it's just going to be an interesting few months ahead it's just for me i have to kind of shift my mentality from where i used to be able to just sit in silence and be able to work to being used to people being around again it's like working in an office but you sort of fancy someone in the next room and you're related to two of the others we related to all three of them weird sounds a bit weird (laughs) um yeah would it be interesting for me to tell you how we are changing things how we work 
how you work yeah please do because we have two people in the office at the moment yeah and four working from home okay so the two of us in the office are both local so we can walk into the office and not really come across too many people along the way but yeah. the others are a bit further away and we don't want them having to go on public transport for, for their own safety. Sensible. So we set up, we set up over the last week or so, a few systems. So Zoom, which we're speaking on now. Yeah. Um, that is for, and I bought myself a webcam. Oh, lovely. So I can sit at, yeah, so I can sit at my desk yeah. um, and have meetings with clients as close to face-to-face as possible because we're a face-to-face business. We don't, like to if we can help it do things over telephone and um, so clients are used to seeing us so this is a way we're trying to get around that um, and to make the best of things we've also brought in something called microsoft teams yeah i hadn't so heard of microsoft teams until you told me about it last week so that's a new skype well, there you go yeah it's so yeah. it's microsoft's latest version so we're using teams internally for chat and things like that and we're using Zoom externally with clients. The other thing we've done is I'm just about to hopefully sign a contract for VoIP telephone system, oh. which will mean that um, we're much more flexible. So if people are working from home, they can the phone can ring on their mobiles, but it'll be the work number. If they make calls out, it'll appear as the work number so they don't have to give their personal numbers out to people. And all these okay. things will, have been on my to-do list my work to-do list um for a few months to do in 2020 but suddenly all of it's happened in the space of a week yeah. what's going on what about so the person you're in the office with are you yeah. are, are you sitting the required two meters away oh um she sits on my lap so is that two <laughs> meters i'm not sure yes we are we're probably a couple of meters away and do you when you greet her do you are you shaking hands or are you doing the wall hand shake you no, do el- elbowing just hello just hello good day. Good, day. <laughs> good day good day good good what do you think about the after all this because we will get through this as boris keeps telling we will. us uh what do you think the approach from companies or or even just the orchard practice will be to working from home because it's, think... it's working for a lot of businesses who previously may, may have said may have been against it Yes, I think it's massively going to change the way the, I was going to say the country, but actually the way the world works. So I think there'll be many more people working from home. Certain companies will think, hang on a minute, we can save on office space and rent. Instead, we can give people a laptop and a mobile. Mm. But for me, I would still like people to be in the office. I think part of what helps us and our success is the culture we have, the camaraderie, and that sounded very American. Um, the, being as a team, having clients come in, I, I think for me, once it's back to normal, we'll all still be back in the office. But with a caveat that if people did need to work from home, we, we'd have the facility to do it. Yeah, that's very good. A lot of people may have forgotten that even before these measures came in, that Chancellor Rishi Sunak made this big budget where there were a few other interesting announcements affecting the personal finance and ISA investing space and one of the big ones was the junior ISA allowance so JISA JISA baby so everyone gets uh, their own 
annual ISA allowance, which is currently 20,000, no, 20,000, sorry. Everyone gets their own ISA allowance, which is currently... Mark Shoffman, personal finance journalist, ladies and gentlemen. So tired. <laughs> Who, everyone gets their own ISA allowance, which is currently £20,000 a year. And also, and on top of that, there's the junior ISA, which you can put away for your kids, save, save and invest tax-free. And that, at the moment, is how much, Josh? The mo- oh, don't ask me that one because <laughs> it's not a round number. Four thousand two hundred and sixty-four or something. What I is think, the number? I think you'll find actually it's um as you four, sit at your computer. Four thousand three hundred and sixty-eight. All right, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Well, that's increasing from the twenty twenty twenty-one tax year two. A round number of nine thousand pounds. Yeah, Dale. So not only is that easier to remember, do you think it will actually be good for people investing for their kids? It will be. It will be a good thing. Um, Timing is unfortunate because I think people who are making monthly contributions into their kids' ISAs will probably carry on doing that. But people who were thinking about setting it up or increasing it, probably not going to look at it now. I don't think... You've got to prioritise yourself before putting money away for your children. So if you are financially secure, then great, then people will do it. If you're not 100% sure about yourself, then you probably won't want to start locking away money in your kids' names. So short term, I don't know how much take up we'll see of the increased allowance. But long term, it's great. Nine grand a year for your children. If you start that when someone's born, have you got a calculator? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So 9,000 times 18 years gives you what number, Mark? Oh, hold on. £162,000. So if you put away nine grand a year for 18 years before any growth, you just put that away, you've got £162,000. Well, what a great start for your kids that is for when they hit 18 years old. Hopefully we'll have been, we'll have beaten the coronavirus for then, or we'll have a vaccine. Who knows? Uh, well, we yeah, 18 years from now, let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope so. What are you doing about haircuts? I'm not, I'm not cutting anyone's hair at the moment. I've decided <laughs> because of coronavirus, I will not cut people's hair. I mean, for yourself. Um, well, luckily, I had one a bit before this all sort of uh, ramped up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I hadn't even thought about it. Would I go to the... I, I don't think I would go to the hairdresser or barber at the moment i'll just have to let it get a bit messy and long what about you i think similar i think uh my wife has offered... i know you take a lot of pride in your opinion I, I do. thank you very much my wife's offered to shave my neck um, neck neck you know you get the hair at the back of your neck under under your um the back of your head that's just a weird offer why she offers to shave your neck well if i because it's just getting quite fluffy Okay. Yeah, your wife hasn't offered that, no? No, she hasn't. Okay, well, maybe... maybe She's offered to pack my bag. That's <laughs> uh, about it. What Good. else has your wife offered? Um, just love and affection, and, you know, to know, general support. Well, You're fantastic. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> and jokes aside, you know, at times like this, that is the most important thing. To, to we're, we're all sort of... Uh, locked away with our family and our loved ones and we should apart from moaning we should actually appreciate the time we spend together 
yeah some people aren't going to have this time anymore exactly well i think that's a nice message to end it on this podcast i, I think we should end it on the hairy neck okay <laughs> well if you'd like to hear more right. more about my hairy neck tune into the next episode where i i'll update you on its growth unless it's Fantastic. thank you yeah but for now thank yeah thanks for listening stay healthy wash your hands and uh look after each other yeah take care everyone be safe please remember anything discussed in this program should not be viewed as financial advice but if you do need support please contact me at mark m-a-r-c at cavendishcontent.com or visit the orchard practice website at www.topfs.co.uk you can also find us on twitter at infrapennypod1 at mark shoffman and at josh gersler if you'd like to leave us feedback there's a link in the show notes telling you how to do that we really appreciate any comments you provide and do post any financial issues you'd like us to cover thank you for being in for a penny <laughs> <laughs>